Hey y'all, this is Justin Mitchell from the Sun-Herald in Biloxi, Mississippi, and this is Out Here in America. Every other week, we're talking to members of the LGBTQ community across the country about their lives. In 2016, Mississippi enacted its House Bill 1523, also known as the Religious Freedom Law, legalizing discrimination for businesses that refuse to serve LGBTQ customers. It was basically the law that launched this podcast because I read a column saying I'd stay here in Mississippi no matter what. One reason was because of the growing support for LGBTQ people my boyfriend and I saw around town from people like Ann Madden. Even if you are like not approving of a lifestyle, why would you ever, as a business owner, want someone to not feel comfortable coming in your store? Anne is an artist, photographer, and co-owner of Smith & Lens Gallery in Bay St. Louis. She's also straight, but when HP 1523 became law, she launched an annual Dolly Parton celebration complete with drag queens and designed a sign for local businesses that says, all are welcome here. All those businesses that pulled out, all the people that were gonna make movies and everything, everybody just kept pulling out. It's like, please, please, please don't throw us out. There are good people here. I recently met up with Anne at her quaint home with a wraparound porch in Bay St. Louis. We talked about those signs, the message she's delivered, and how Mississippi can still move forward from here. Stick around on Out Here in America. I can't sit on this, right? It's fine. You can. Yes. Okay. I didn't, I You're didn't, just not going to be very comfortable. I just didn't want to like ruin anything. I'm, I'm, <laughs> such, I'm such a mess. Like I'm such a klutz. It's, no, no. Welcome. You know, I'm. Mm -mm, don't worry. How long have you had your shop on Second Street? Um, like right around the holidays, three years ago. So a little over three years. I'm just really interested on this about well, this little bitty building. When did you move to Bay St. Louis? Well, so, you've grown. You've lived I here grew, forever, ever. I grew up here. Uh huh. Um, and then when I was younger, my mom moved me to the kill. My family's always lived in the Bay. Okay. And then I went away for college, came home, got a job at the Sun-Herald. And then recently, when I met my boyfriend, Alec was in the Delta. And he was teaching in a, like a government-controlled school. Like uh -huh. they, I mean, they just took him to the school. And he really wanted to be near water. And he also still wanted to work at a school where he can make a difference. So mm -hmm. he got a job at South Hancock. And he moved to the Bay. And I was still living in Biloxi at that point. Mm -hmm. But then he loved it here. And like, this is home to me. And I, we yeah. just want to move back. And it was challenging. Like, it took us forever to find a place, but we finally found somewhere and we love it. Yeah. But it's great. It's the best. We had our stuff in a shop called the Screaming Porch. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember the Screaming Porch. So that's where it started. So, well, really, Nora Wyckoff, do you know her? I don't. She, her husband, Ed, is an architect, and Nora is an interior designer, and they have a shop on Maine, and she decided they were going to do this, like, women in business second Saturday thing. She said, I want you and Sandy Maggio to come and do, like, a group thing, and I was like, that's cool, and I didn't really know Sandy. I mean, I maybe had met her once, but anyway, my stuff was already at the Screaming Porch, and I was like, man, you, you should put your stuff in Kelsey's shop. And then she did. And then that lasted, like, I don't know, a year, maybe less. And then Kelsey decided she didn't want to have a shop anymore. And so we kind of jumped on it and decided, let's do this. But both of us were like, but we cannot be in there all the time. <laughs> like, I would like to think that maybe I could edit photos in there while working. But I just know I wouldn't get anything done. 
I think something that was really important to me when coming back, first of all, I've never had really had a partner. And then mm-hmm. I had this guy and we've been together for a year and a half moving in together. And that's when I really started noticing like what was happening in your little corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have this great art gallery and then there's the Mockingbird, the coffee shop next to you. And then there is the antique shop that has this wall and something different is painted on this wall all the time. And I think a rainbow flag was painted on that wall at some point before mm-hmm. we came back. And I was just like, this is probably where we need to be right now. But the big thing was HB 1523 mm-hmm. and your sign. So the idiot bill, which makes no sense to me, like why would you decline business? I don't <laughs> understand that. You know, like, isn't that the idea? Like you opened a shop, you want people to come there yeah. and buy things from you. Like, why would you be like, except you? I don't really need your business. Well, then good luck. You know, I just, that makes no sense to me. But also just the hate behind it and all that. It's just hiding behind your religion like that. I, I don't know. It's really hard for me to understand. And I will say that I did grow up Episcopalian and felt very safe and comfortable there. I mean, Episcopalian's a little bit like, we keep it to ourselves, you know, we do what we want, whatever. It was always described to me as like being a chill Catholic. Yeah, Catholic light, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess as a result of that, people who were overly religious terrified me. Without me even realizing that was happening, that absolutely happened. So people who like wore it on their lapel like a pin, I felt immediately that they were using it as an excuse to do something else, which worried me. But this was not living here. This was living in D.C. and other places. And then we came down here, and it was like people were absolutely positively very religious, but the only reason that I knew it was because of Facebook. And it was the first time that I had met people who were very religious but also walking the walk. Like, for all the other weird things that go on here, I felt like, okay, this is the first time I'm not afraid of religious people. Isn't that weird? I mean... That's me being as prejudiced as me being afraid of somebody because of the color of their skin. That's not fair. So I had to like have a chat with myself, you know, but then all this stuff comes up like the HB 1523 and you're like, no, okay, we're still doing that. When you first heard about it, what was your initial reaction? (sighs) I don't know what my initial reaction, I don't remember like my initial reaction. I just remember being very sad and disappointed. But we, my husband and I, have really tried to focus on the magical parts of this place, you know? And I've said this a million times, like Mississippi to me is equal parts, disappointing and amazing. 100% like the most accurate description of this place. So you can't fix it, but I can focus on the magic and I want my children to be proud of where they're from. Right. So we do that and that's our goal. And it's pretty easy to here in Bay St. Louis. There are amazing people here. And the water, I think, I mean, even though the water is brown and full of Corexit, it's part of the piece. And now having lived here for whatever, 11 years, if I go somewhere else, I feel claustrophobic, kind of not being by the water. And I think the water even is reflected in my art, like my use of white space, I think is more like I'm, I give things space more. I I don't know. I think that's why. This place really is magic. And your home is like a, a representation of Bay St. Louis and magic, you oh, know? Thanks. It really is. It's it's so open and white and clean and it's just filled <laughs> with <laughs> That's with, hilarious. <laughs> well clean. Clean, That's nice. clean colors, clean That's lines. Sweet. Uh, but it's still 
being in here reminds me of why I'm here. And it's kind of wow. like what you said, you know? That's like, really sweet. You know, it, it feels comfortable and open and accepting. And we're living in a place where the city council just voted out its only black school board members mm -hmm. the first time since desegregation, but also a place where we hold a festival that pays tribute to Dolly Parton and there are drag queens running down the street. Dolly should celebrate a birthday with us. Happy birthday, Dolly. It's what you said, equal parts mm -hmm. embarrassing and equal parts magic. Mm -hmm. it, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I never thought that, you know, I would have a boyfriend from New Jersey who would be like, let's stay in the Bay. I ask him all the time, like, if you wanted to move anywhere, where would mm -hmm. it be? And he literally hands me a sheet of paper every time and it says, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Don't you love that? I do. I love that. I do. But it's yeah. still, some things are really hurtful yeah. here. And for sure. you still have this bill looming over. And it's mm -hmm. like, do I want to maybe raise a family here with my partner? So we need you though. I know that's not really fair for me to say, like, you can't go. You can go. You have a choice. But <laughs> we really do need you, you know? I mean, we need all the people who care. We need them. I had a friend who was buying a house, and uh, her family was like, you can't buy a house in Mississippi. It's too, the, all the stuff that's going on, like, we cannot support that. And I was like, but this is why we need you. Like, we need your vote. If everybody who was like-minded all lived in the same place, nothing's ever going to change. It's really hard. I always compare being gay and having a different mindset in the place you grow up in as that scene from Mean Girls when Lindsay Lohan's eating her lunch in the bathroom stall by herself. Especially on Facebook, you just feel like so beat up sometimes. But then you just have to remember the good parts too because mm -hmm. the good voices oftentimes get drowned out by the mm -hmm. screams and, and mm -hmm. the hate and it, it's hard. That's why I love unfollow, unfollow, <laughs> Right, unfollow. It's, it's the yeah. most beautiful thing ever. It, is. it really it is. is. So tell me how your sign came to be. Well, that was my initial reaction, I guess, to this bill being presented. The announcement from Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant came on Twitter and Facebook. Despite calls for a veto, he signed the state's controversial religious rights bill. It simply protects someone's religious views against the state's interference. It was right around my birthday. My aunt gives me a check every year for my birthday, and I was like, I think, okay, so originally I think I had made these stickers. And um, that, that like when the thing was first on the table and I got, they all went, you know, whatever. And then when it came to pass, it was right around my birthday. I used my birthday money to have some signs printed and was like, maybe people will want them. And they were all gone. And um, that made me super happy that people wanted to hang it in their shop. I mean, it, we shouldn't have to hang it. But the fact that people wanted to was great. Like, people should know they're welcome. But I was worried that they wouldn't, you know? And that's not representative of me. There are good people here. Lots and lots and lots of them. And Mississippi is very misunderstood in many, many places. But yeah, we don't, I mean, we're not perfect. We're far from it. As a resident, it was refreshing to see your signs. It looked like a circus. I mean, it just said, you know. All are welcome, and it looks like a circus, a party. It was red and gold, and they're in literally every shop in Bay St. Louis. And this is before the national campaigns came, and it was before the if you're buying, we're selling came from the business councils, and it's before all these people were like, it's okay to, I guess, support gay people. And you did it first. And oh, well, I don't know. Did I? I don't did. know that I did. You did do oh, it first. Well. When gay people live in a place like Mississippi, you really pay attention to those kinds of things and the places you're spending your money and who you want to support. And, you know, I tell Alec all the time, well, I'm not going to that place because 
the human rights campaign does a corporate equality index and I see what their grade is and they fail. They don't support gay people, so why should we support them? Have you really seen found that here on the coast? Like places that are like that? There are a few places, yeah. Oh, a few wow. corporations. So okay. it's, they, okay. they, they do big corporations and they grade them based on that. And it's always in the back of my mind and I always think like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to yeah. go to this place because of that. And there are businesses who made decisions even here. I'm going to fly this rebel flag and mm -hmm. I and I just, I can't support that. Yeah. And that's just the most beautiful thing to me was seeing your signs all across the city. Well, I'm getting a lot of credit for making a sign. I mean, there are people who are working really hard, you know, really hard. And I made a sign. I love that you love it. And I love that people want to show it for sure, for sure. And I absolutely, you know, welcome all people. It's just, I feel like they're like real fighters, you know, like real advocates that deserve to be noted, you know, for sure, for sure. And I'm not saying they aren't, I just feel like, wow, I'm not sure I deserve to be in that number, you know? I think that you are discrediting well. what, what <laughs> making a sign really means to people like me or to people who feel like they aren't loved sometimes or they aren't welcome. Well, I'm really glad that it makes you happy because it makes me happy too. It's, you know, when people think about advocacy and standing up for what you believe in, it doesn't always have to be like yelling or screaming or getting a law change. Mm -hmm. It could literally be taking a birthday check and making a sign yeah. and telling people they can still come shop in your little bitty shop with art on the walls and the wood mm -hmm. floors creak and it makes me so happy every Aww. time I go in. I love that. And I cried on Christmas this year. This is kind of a personal thing, but I told Alec forever, I was like, I want this one and Madden piece for Christmas. It's all I want. Be Santa, bring it to me. You don't have to get me anything else. I just want this picture. And it's the image transfer you did in the Tupelo church. It's oh, a yeah. church yeah, in yeah, Tupelo yeah. and it just says, you are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. That's and Elvis's chapel. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's. Uh, have you been to Tupelo? I've never been to Tupelo. So we go a lot because of my kid swims and they have a natatorium there. And they've got his little house, the house that he was born in and then the church. And I love that. You are welcome. That's exactly yeah. how churches should be. Yeah. I haven't even been in the church. Yeah. But I just loved it. And I love, yeah, thank you. And, you know, I didn't know that story, but that picture and your image transfer with the paper and like, just like the rainbow sun rays coming out, mm -hmm. it reminded me of growing up here and going to church with my grandpa. And we sometimes go to St. Rose de Lima and mm -hmm. it's a predominantly black Catholic church and they have this choir. And it's the first church I went to where people actually sing. Mm -hmm. And it gives me chills thinking about mm -hmm. it. And that's what that picture reminded me of. It reminded oh. me of people being welcome here in this community. And when he gave it to me on Christmas, I just burst into tears. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. And thank you, Alec. And by bursting into tears, I did it <laughs> privately, not in front of him because he, he gets really awkward. So like, I had like a cry moment in the room by myself because it really meant a lot to me. So. Oh, I love that. Now I need to do one with St. Rose, huh? Oh my God, that would I be so I love that church too. That's incredible. I've shot two weddings there. And really, it's like, it gets in you. Yeah. I shot a wedding last spring and the uncle of the bride played harmonica while she came down the aisle. Oh. And it was like, I gotta put the camera, you know when you're like, okay, hold it together, like you're shooting a wedding, they're paying you money, you cannot. Yes. <laughs> but almost always, even if I barely know the people, it's like really moving. And then you shoot like these couples that are so perfect for each other. And it's so great. I feel really lucky, even though weddings really overwhelm me. And I, get, I, give, I freak out and then it's like, 
all the weeks of editing that are coming after it, and I'm so slow, you know, but it is a privilege. It's absolutely a privilege. I'm so slow at editing myself. you're not slower than I am, guaranteed. What do you love most about where you live? Um, Probably the people. Like, really, I never saw small town, let alone small town Mississippi for me. I just assumed I would always be a city kid. But this place has this thing where we just, it's like you just, everybody's up for anything, it seems, you know? Like really and truly this absolutely happened. I put on Facebook, who wants to put on costumes and trespass with me for a shoot at like this falling down like motel on Highway 90? And people were like, I do, what time? You know, like that's not a normal question that you get to ask. (laughs) And people were like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. And it's great. I mean, I didn't grow up here, so I don't know if I would feel differently about it then. I did grow up in New Orleans, and that's part of why I don't want to live there. And I did grow up coming to Pass Christian in the summers, and my mom's real close friend lived in the Bay, and we would come, and I always loved the vibe, but I did not really know the Bay. I mean, I knew that it was, I knew that it was walkable, and there was absolutely a community, and I could feel the arty vibe of it. This is much more comfortable for me. Absolutely. I mean, coming down your street, it's like, this is why people love Bay St. Louis. It's these old New Orleans houses in the big streets, and and there are bumper stickers on cars, and the people are just so friendly, and they're walking their dogs and waving, and it's It's, it's a magical. different set of priorities here than I think in New Orleans. New Orleans is a little bit overwhelming to me now. And also, I feel like I regressed to seventh grade, and there is nothing <laughs> meaner in the world than a seventh grade girl. This is true. Mm-hmm. How... How old are your kids? 13 and 10. Do you ever worry about raising them here? I mean, I worry about them just because, but they really love living here. And this street has got tons of kids. A lot of them go to school with them, but, you know, they can ride their bikes. They couldn't, I wouldn't let my kids go ride their bikes around New Orleans. Not ever by themselves. I've screwed up New Orleans for them, though. We go in maybe monthly, and at one point, my 13-year-old, who might have been 10, was like, I really don't love going there. And I said, why? And she's like, it's always so crowded, and everybody's drunk, and they're all dressed inappropriately. And I was like, what am I taking you to? (laughs) What? What choices have I made? You know? Like, And so I decided, okay, well, we're going to do other things. So then we would go and ride the streetcar. They love that. You know, or roller skate in Audubon Park, which we still haven't done, but... um, What do you think your grassroots efforts here, because you have your hands in a lot of things. I mean, aside from the sign, every time something good is happening, I feel like you're you're in it. I think it's because I have a really loud mouth. That's why people are like, hey, do you want to do this thing? But I'm never at the helm. I'm like, back up, you know, because I say that I do a lot of things, but I do them all half-assed. But, you know, yeah, I'm like the Joe Biden of every board I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) Smile, make a really sassy Yeah, I'm the vice president, you know, right. It's like, oh, you know, you've got a complaint. Let me give you to the president, you know. But, yeah, I'll cheerlead, whatever. And, you know, social media is a very easy way to get stuff out. You know, it can be very time-consuming, but it can happen in the middle of the night, too. That appeals to me. It's very easy to get distracted on it for me, though, too. And I'll be like, uh, where did that hour and a half just go that I like needed to not be doing that, you know? <laughs> you just get into like the drama and the timeline. You're like, oh, but what's this person doing? Right. And then it's like, oh, it's time for a coffee. Let me walk right. down. And then it's three hours later. And, and then it's edited. time to get the kids yeah. from school. You've, you've edited one photo for the day and yeah. then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, clients. Uh-huh. When you encounter LGBT people in your shop, do you think they feel good about being here? 
I hope so. Absolutely. I think Bay St. Louis, though, is a feel-good place. You know, I don't think it's particular to our shop. You know, I've never heard of anybody feeling unwelcomed at any place in Bay St. Louis. I cannot think of a single instance of that. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I would like to think that everybody feels welcome. Unless you're like a gigantic hole, like you can come, you know? Right. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. I always struggle with holding Alex's hand in public, and this is the one place where it just happens naturally. We can walk into the Mockingbird hand in hand, and we're gonna walk into your shop, and we're gonna go to Gallery 220, and then we're gonna go home and get our dog and take him down the beach. And I've never felt so okay being here compared to being 20 minutes down the street. Wow. It's something that's almost hard to explain. I almost feel like because I've lived here so long, I've really never felt the discrimination that other people have felt. And I think that makes me really privileged, but mm -hmm. it also makes me want to stay here mm -hmm. and not go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll have really bad days at work and sometimes it's really hard being a journalist because things are really negative. And yeah, like, you're really put, you're vulnerable. Right, you're, yeah. You have to put yourself out there, yeah. but coming home is so peaceful. Oh, that, good. That drive, that 30 minute drive, and I always say, going over the Bay Bridge, that view, yeah. it's amazing. Especially at that like sort of sunset, it's, it is incredible. You know, I was thinking though about growing up in New Orleans and I don't remember any openly gay people in my school. I don't remember even knowing any at all. And my eighth grader, she absolutely has openly gay kids in her class. She doesn't tell me that anybody's getting picked on for it. I'm not saying it's not happening, but I do. She is absolutely like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Of course, we're cool with trans rights and gay rights and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, we don't even have these conversations. It's like little bits that I pick up and overhear. Right. And it's just a completely different viewpoint. I don't know how that would have gone in my school. Right. I really don't, because it didn't. I graduated high school 10 years ago, and it's totally changed. There was one out gay person my entire four years at school, and he got picked on to no end. <laughs> and now kids don't even like label gender or sex anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, we're fluid. We do whatever. Right. And it's so beautiful because the word whatever, it's such a good thing in this instance because it really isn't an issue. Yeah. And that's more than anyone I think in the gay community could ask for. Yeah. These, yeah. these kids know what's up. Yep, yep, totally. How is your the guy who you went to school with now? Are you still in touch with him? Um, we're Facebook friends. He doesn't live here anymore. But Surprise! <laughs> right. And, and that's something else, too. Almost all of my gay friends who I know, who I either went to college with or knew from school who came out later, most of them don't live here anymore. They mm -hmm. go to bigger cities and mm -hmm. they try to make a life for themselves there. Maybe they'll be back. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go far, but... Just that 30 minutes from Biloxi to here made all the difference in the world for me. So yeah. hopefully other people could feel like that too someday yeah. if they give it a chance. Because yeah. who knows if they even know all the great things that are happening here. Part of me wants to shout how amazing this place is from the rooftops and the other part wants to keep it a secret. I mean, that's super controlling of me, but it's like, don't come if you think it's like podunky, dum-dum Mississippi. Like, I want you to come and appreciate what's going on here. I mm -hmm. want you to throw your glitter in the air mm -hmm. like we do here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you say you're from Mississippi, people are like, Mississippi, and then they just don't say anything else. They're like, okay, <laughs> Mississippi. But if you meet mm -hmm. someone who's been or has some connection. Totally different. Yeah, but I feel like 
Maybe I would feel that too about a place I've never been and just read about in the paper because we don't always get our best side exposed. Yeah, if the national know? media gets us, it's, <laughs> right. they're gonna get us. Right. right, but like, you know, on social media. So yes, I do put my A-roll out there, but my friends are like, oh my God, you live in this amazing place. What is this? Where is this? I wanna come visit. I've got like a little secret I wanna let you in on, you know, but also I guess that's just part of the deal where you just wanna keep it safe in your place, don't get it screwed up. Do you think you'll be here forever? I have no idea. It's right for right now, that's for sure. I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. It was actually my husband's idea to move here after the storm. And he is from, you know, Prince George's County, Maryland. He is a fish out of water. Like he asked for Old Bay and people were like, no. <laughs> 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 He's learning though. And here I am a transplant, but I will absolutely say I'm Bay St. Louis person. You scream the Bay to me. Scream it. Because I'm really loud. <laughs> <laughs> but you use your voice. That's... Well, hopefully for good. Thanks to Ann Madden for sitting down with me, and to Amanda McCoy and Davin Coburn for producing Out Here in America. We'll be back in two weeks with more stories like this. But in the meantime, subscribe to Out Here in America on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Leave us a review, and we'll see y'all soon on Out Here in America.